Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. I write the blog Concussion Talk, www.concussiontalk.com. This is episode 36 of Concussion Talk Podcast, and I'm talking to Katie Mitchell. And Katie, can you introduce yourself and say, you know, where you work, where you do your PhD in? Good. Uh, yep, so uh, my name's Katie Mitchell, and I'm doing my doctorate at Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo, Ontario. So, uh, it's a blend of neuroscience, biomechanics, and motor control. Um, I also work part-time as a physiotherapist and athletic therapist, and I work with uh, sports teams like rugby and sledge hockey. Cool. Oh, well, I'll let, let listeners know right now that there, we're having some sound issues, but Katie's doing a remarkable job of Slowing down, or I don't know how you could tell your speech was not, your sound was not good then, but that was impressive. Anyway, so uh, so hopefully there's no big problems, and we all get talking before this sound goes all haywire. But um, so I'm gonna ask Katie, Katie, what's your what's what's your PhD in? Uh, what are you looking at specifically? Uh, so I'm focusing on uh, vestibular ocular function um, across sort of the athlete spectrum. And so that includes um, looking at like youth to young adults, um, sort of recreational to elite, and then also like with and without concussion injuries. Um, Cause that's kind of a given is that in the, sort of an athlete population, you're going to find um, a lot of them will report a history of concussion. Um, and then as well, like even in the recreational level uh, we find a lot of people still um, sustain concussions in, in that way as well. Uh, so what it basically is, is, like I said, a blend of, uh, like neuroscience and biomechanics and motor control. And we sort of look at how, uh, individuals utilize their sensory systems to navigate an environment and maintain their, um, balance control. So sort of how we utilize vision, for example, and how our vestibular system helps orient us to our environment, how we utilize, uh, sort of optic variables. Um, so for example, like on a sports field, like how you 
uh, would see your goal, how you would see sort of like the opponent as well as your teammates, um, like whether you're receiving like a ball, for example. Uh, so a lot of that kind of all combines together. I sort of think of it as that head on a swivel mechanism in sport. Um, and when we get uh, athletes with concussion, um, I find that that's sort of one of the final uh, phases of rehab is sort of that integration of all those sensory systems to really fine tune uh, their performance. That sounds sounds really complex. And actually, I just mentioned to you earlier that I didn't think, didn't really know how it mentioned my double vision to you, but now that it's got me thinking, because you said balance, because I have, I have my balance issues, my left side especially, but I have double, double vision, so like, is there like, so I know like for me walking downstairs and upstairs, well that's just balance issues stuff, but how is that like, my walking, would that, do you think is there like a relation between my double, double vision and my walking stability, balance? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, So basically, like when you have double vision or diplopia, it's uh, when sort of the two retinal images are mismatched. So you're getting two different sort of stimuli to each eye. And so that sort of creates a disparity in like your depth perception. Um, It sort of gives you this. So like the two ways we utilize vision is like we use it for perception as well as just recognition of things. So you can see like shapes, colors, colors. that kind of thing, but we also perceive motion and also perceive uh, like the differences in, um, say, like the height of something, or you know, as you're going down a stair, you actually perceive like the depth of that stair. Uh, but if you're getting like sort of a, a disparity between both with the information to both eyes, then it creates again like that sort of mixed message, and you actually perceive it as being different than it maybe is. Yeah. And that's when you lose balance. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So actually, so uh, so why why do you just find the brain fascinating, interesting, or did you, is there a reason that you picked? Because uh, you did your undergrad in kinesiology, kinesiology, right? Yep. So why why did you pick concussion brain injury as your area for study for your PhD? Uh, so so when I started my career, I was very much like an on field in clinic. Um, it wasn't so much into research at the time. And even in my undergrad, I worked with the varsity men's rugby team at Wilfrid Laurier. And uh, I worked with women's hockey as well in the CIS. And uh, I just saw like a ton of injuries. And at that time, that was probably over a decade ago, uh, we didn't have really any protocols in place. Um, we kind of just be sitting there, you know, scratching our heads, not really sure what to do. We just kind of let an athlete you know, do their thing and let them heal. Yeah. Um, sometimes they didn't, um, you know, we didn't really have any good measures or tests. Okay. Well, here's the sounds going in. Whether the player could or could not play. Um, see, like, I... Okay, now is that working okay. again? <laughs> uh, now, now I think you got it. I think red. You sounded good then. Okay. So. Consistent. Yeah. Uh, left off. Yeah. So basically, back then it was kind of that you take seven days off of your sport, and then basically you would return. You know, not really sure if you were symptom free. That's great. Um, 
but we really didn't have a lot of answers at that time. And so it always was sort of a question I had clinically. And then as time went on, I continued to, I've really worked with rugby pretty much every year since. And uh, it's a pretty high risk sport for that kind of thing. Yeah. So we see a lot of head injuries um, just with the amount of contact there is and uh, like lack of equipment, obviously. Um, but uh, throughout my different degrees I did athletic therapy first and I worked a lot of football I again saw a ton of injuries there um even like things like wrestling and stuff as well and then uh I got into uh, my physical therapy program at Queen's and I we did like neuroanatomy and really uh dug deep into neuroscience um in some of those courses and so really sort of stimulated my interest in the brain um and again sort of raised those questions that I had from previous years working in sport um, and then it sort of led me down the path of when I got into private practice, again, I just had these burning questions and I ended up meeting my advisor, um, Michael Cinelli at Laurier. And so from there, we first meeting, we pretty much Okay, the sounds, I don't know why I gave in, but, uh, okay, uh, I get cut off again. <laughs> now go. Go quick. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, after I'd met with my advisor, uh, my current advisor, we pretty much devised my plan PhD from there. So it was really never something I originally sought out to do. It just sort of kind of came together. Came together. Yeah, the sound was a bit weird there, but I think you can keep going. We'll get through this. <laughs> okay. I think you. I think you can keep going. So, Candy. Okay. So I'll ask, I'll ask you a question now. Okay. Um, Okay, so you were, Mitch asked before about my double vision and balance, and you described a bit of what the visual motor system does also in your introduction to your work. But um, so, what does it do for people just in general? What does the visual motor system or complex, whatever you want to call it, what does it do for people, for the general public who's not, who have not been concussed? What's, what's, a, what's his role in the body? So it's, we utilize the visual system to produce movement. So um, as we navigate through any environment, for example, <laughs> like, a, like a girl, okay, right? so vision sort of guides that movement. Okay. So what do you look for in an athlete who's recovering from concussion? What do you, what do you look for in them? For their, their, when you assess them, what do you assess? Oh, and I think we're losing contact. And I'll just talk until I think Katie's back. And here's her before her laugh. Okay, so she's back. So, Katie, do you have a question? Do I, do I do not. Okay. <laughs> Um, saying what is so what do you look for in athletes? What do you assess in your when you're assessing athletes either for your research or for or for your practice? What do you assess when they're covering from concussion? 
Um, so typically in my research, I look at asymptomatic individuals or athletes. So they're not reporting any symptoms at the time of testing them. So uh, we do a screen or I do a screen of uh, like the, the VOM screen. So the vestibular ocular motor screen. And first that's just to help me determine, you know, what, how their eyes actually can move, um, how their vestibular system working, whether they're actually getting symptoms with just that screening test. Uh, and then we <laughs> okay. Utilize, utilize the cave that's, that's breaking up a lot. Okay, now let's make it okay. okay. I know. Okay, now we'll get it's this. Breaking up more than it did. <laughs> yeah, but this will it's be a fun, <laughs> fun sounding podcast. People we'll get a good, good adventure going to listen to this one. So, uh, um, so yeah, what I was uh, getting to there is we assess balance, but in a dynamic way. Okay. So um, we've utilized uh, in a previous study, and I'm waiting to get this kind of published, but um, we've utilized a fit light system, uh, and athletes have to respond to lights on the floor with their foot, oh, yeah. and while they're standing on one leg, for example. So it's pretty challenging. And they'll hop, or there's point at like... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now you're going again. But what we're all the questions are Okay, are you back? Yes. No. Yes. I don't know. Teaching a fit life system. Athletes staying one foot. And they have to point to the floor. 
they're staying on foot last or if if it's if they have to hop or point the point with the other leg and I don't know if, I don't know if uh, they're just reaching they're just reaching with their foot okay like, with yeah. which, which which foot though like with the foot that's down or the foot that's uh they we switch feet so it's the one that's in like they basically stand on one foot and they have one foot in the air okay and then, gotcha. um, hover over the lights on the floor as Got they turn okay. them off okay gotcha okay so so they have to utilize their vision to then see the light and then respond to it on the on the floor. This kind of like I was in last week. I was in or last week, two weeks, two weeks ago, two weeks ago or last week. Yeah, two weeks ago. I did this. Uh, I did. I went to this med school, med student, like being a not test subject, being you know, like a a uh, teaching teaching student, teaching person, like a teaching patient. What's it called? Sander patient, what they called it at Memorial University. Anyway, so I was just giving them, telling them what my problems were, as a, and they had to try and try to diagnose it. So they made that finger in front of the nose. They one of the tests the neurologist because I was in neurology area. So they held a finger, a hand, a finger up in front of me, and they touched my nose and then touched their hand with the finger. Do that. You can see me now. I touched my. I touched my nose with one with my index finger, then reach out and touch their their finger. Do that do that type of thing? Do you can I don't know if you can read. Share it, okay, so I can do I do this. Like that. Do you do I can't tell if she's reacting or not now. Oh yeah, so that's that's uh like a coordination test. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's that's like a visual kind of coordination. That's more of a cerebellar uh, yeah. type okay. task. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So what so what do you look for like when when people are recovering? You think I don't know enough or the well well from concussions? How should they just faster and just faster movements, faster recognition of lights and stuff, and more more balance in general? Or did you measure that? Uh, yeah, so we use a force platform to measure uh, the forces under their foot. So we use a Nintendo Wii board, actually, that we have uh, programmed to be a force plate. And so as they're standing on it, we can actually quantify their balance control. So that's where we get our objective measure. So they're responding to lights, and then we can kind of get a measure of under the foot that's on the board um, of how well they're able to control that motion and the movement. Okay. Um, and we like to see the. Yeah, I thought I died there, but we kind of lost you for a bit, but for a second, but I think you're. Yeah. That, okay, that was actually all my questions, but uh, I think, but, um, and this is obviously a bit tougher with this. The sound cutting out, but um, yes, but uh, it's gonna be something. Okay, the neurooptometry thing you're saying there, there's some errors in that things, different things in that that you're interested in, like just interesting areas of that to explore, yeah, and that's sort of in the future directions of what my PhD research is heading towards. Um, we do a lot of work with the University of Waterloo uh, neurooptometry and hoping to kind of collaborate with them in the future to do some really interesting work. 
Um, but it's still kind of in the works of planning and uh, sort of setting up those studies. So um, maybe look for those results next year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we should be publishing the results from our FitLife study. We did it with uh, a youth hockey academy um, a little over a year ago. Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping to get some, actually do some uh, the, the eye trainings for eye, eye training with, uh, with an optometrist here. Um, and uh, so I don't mm-hmm. know if the, the neuro, as you, when I last, in last podcast or two podcasts ago, actually, I talked to York, York Concussion Clinic. There's um, Dr. Mona Yubi. Uh, she she's a neurooptometrist or she's not a optometrist. She does shows the concussions in the York Re- mm-hmm. York Region Concussion Clinic. So we were oh, talking okay. briefly, then, so yeah. Um, so yeah, so those have been just a bit difficult uh, interview, but uh, but I think when hopefully I mean, people will get a lot out of this, what they heard and. Is there anything else that you find that you would like to? Hopefully, you can see it because you're. Without sound cutting out, but what do you find interesting about about your about your research that's promising? Sorry, I missed a bunch. Of oh things. yeah, no, I kind of mumbled anyway. I mumbled it there anyway. But is there anything about your read? Anything that you find promising about your your research towards finding like some way to help? help athletes to cover front concussion. Yeah. So that's again, like the directions we're heading in is more towards, um, again, the more visual motor, uh, tasks, getting like more advanced testing. Um, and this applies directly to my patients in my clinical practice as well. It's not just with the, like, apps that I work in my study. Um, like I have regular, one second. One, one second. Okay, I think. Okay, now yeah. a lot of the same. A lot of the same. Yeah, okay. Try it again. Sorry, a lot of the same. People with a lot of the same. Yeah, so I was saying with uh, just patients in my clinical practice, um, I can kind of assess their balance just like by kind of teasing out different sensory systems. Um, If they're a little more visually uh, kind of impaired, I guess, um, you know, we just remove vision. We close the eyes. I get them to do head motion instead and test the vestibular system a little closer. Or we sort of manipulate the somatosensory system and use like foam, for example, or, you know, different foot positions. but uh, yeah, so the, the future of my research is really interesting. And because of the findings we've gotten with the previous studies, we found that the balance control was uh, poor, I guess, in the athletes with a history of concussion. So it wasn't even just recently concussed. It was um, like previous history in the last couple of years. Uh, they're just less, um, they, they're less anticipatory with their movement and they're a little bit Okay, that was actually good, but now I'm losing you a bit. I want to ask you another question, but hopefully you can get this. Are you back? Yeah, okay, so they're less anticipatory with their movement, but 
Can you even hear me now? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you're saying that at least sort of previous concussions are less anticipatory with the movement, but, and then you kind of cut out. And now I don't Sorry? know what you... You're saying that concussed, basically concussed athletes are less anticipatory with their movements, but... Yeah, so during the uh, fit light task where we had them reacting to lights on the floor, they were um, a little bit slower Yeah. Uh, than the control athletes. And I was in like a youth hockey academy, very elite training level. Yeah. Um, a lot of these kids were playing hockey. Um, so it just kind of indicated that we need to do a little bit more advanced um, either rehab or potentially fine-tuning of those systems um, to kind of sharpen them a little bit uh, better oh, yeah. for returning to play. So it's kind of those advanced phases of rehab that sort of we overlook because they no longer have symptoms that they're reporting. Um, but there are sort of... Uh-oh. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. The, yeah, okay, so the kids are... They're lead level. And... Gotta get broken that, being able to get back faster to doing... But then we lost you there. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll go over through it again. <laughs> Sorry. Um... No, so basically uh, what my research I'm hoping to do anyways is for these sort of latter stages of the return to play, return to work processes, um, I'd like to do more integrated assessment to sort of see, find these lingering deficits that aren't necessarily in symptomatic patients. Um, they're not something that they can even notice themselves sometimes, but uh, if you sort of test it more advanced measures, then we can sort of tease these things out. Right. Okay, and actually, I'll just I'll see if we get this last question here, but uh, I noticed on your webpage for thriveneurosport.ca that you are generally do orthopedic or have done orthopedic physiotherapy. Yeah. But how, yeah, so how so would I you like take this to that another? Would you like to either bring this concussion research to your your own practice or new practice yeah, or do you think? Yeah, I do see a lot of uh, concussion patients, um, everyday people, two athletes. Uh, a lot of them do have vestibular ocular problems. Um, and I don't work alone with these athletes. I definitely uh, refer to neurooptometry and I'll screen a lot of these things because I understand what they are, but I yeah. don't go outside of my scope necessarily. You don't diagnose, yeah. These kind of patients, yeah. yeah. So I definitely try to like have a team of, uh, you know, practitioners involved and I try not to, you know, make suggestions without having that intervention with the neurooptometrist. Um, I think that's a big thing too, is making sure that if you screen something in a patient and you see that potentially, you know, maybe one eye is even deviating away from the other one, you know, when they bring like yeah. their finger towards their nose, um, that that's something that needs to be and further assessed by a different practitioner. So um, there are certain things that I do, but there's a lot that uh, is sort of a team approach as well. Okay, great. I right, so that's, hopefully the sound is going to keep, but uh, 
That was that was great. That was very very interesting. And uh, I mean, definitely, definitely, I can see definitely how it relates to my my never question my brain dream and my challenges and stuff. So definitely see how it relates, and I can see how it would, would definitely relate to anyone who's just had a concussion or or is recovering, trying to get back to sport or just life, walk around and going to school or work or whatever, just managing a life in any sort of social environment. So, uh, yeah. So thank you very much. And, uh, challenging, a challenging podcast, but I think we, <laughs> think we did good, good work. So thank you, Katie. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I apologize again for the audio, but thank you for sticking through it. And thank you to Katie Mitchell. Check out her website at thriveneurosport.ca and please check out my website at www.concussiontalk.com Thank you again for listening and I hope you listen again next time. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.